The Voices of Search podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything podcast network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. Bridge Toll, California, customer service number. Highway miles to the gallon, Ford Focus. Thailand cave rescue operation. What is schema F? Best wine bars in San Carlos, California. Best Western hotels. How old is Ronaldo? What happened with Big Brother? What's a good engagement? How long before give? a wedding should I send out many save the dates? In the first series Use IMAP to check email on other email clients. Identify fonts from where to find the Welcome to the voice. Voices of Search podcast and I Hear Everything production. In this podcast, we'll share the news, knowledge, and strategies you need to navigate the ever-changing world of SEO. Ready to expedite your company's organic growth efforts? Sit back, relax, and get ready for your daily dose of search engine optimization wisdom. Here's today's host of the Voices of Search podcast, Jordan Cooney. Welcome to the Voices of Search podcast. My name is Jordan Cooney from Previsible, and today we're going to hear about chat engine optimization and chatbot revenue. Joining me today is Nick Martin, who is the co-founder of Direct, which is the first AI chatbot platform built exclusively for publishers. Adopted by leading media companies like ESPN, Wired, and Cosmopolitan, Direct boosts engagement and unlocks new revenue streams. And this podcast is also sponsored by Ahrefs. What if I told you that you could monitor your website's SEO health, backlinks, and organic rankings at no costs? Sounds too good to be true? Well, it's not. Because my friends at Ahrefs just launched Ahrefs Webmaster Tools. Ahrefs' new Webmaster Tools product quickly helps you improve your site's visibility by pointing solutions to over 100 technical issues that might be holding your search performance down. Plus, AWT monitors for backlinks so you'll know the most linked to pages and how those links are affecting your rankings. And AWT shares what keywords your website ranks for and compares how you stack up against competitors for key metrics like search volume, keyword difficulty, and traffic value. Look, monitoring your website used to require multiple expensive tools. And now, thanks to Ahrefs, that's not the case anymore because AWT will help you monitor your SEO health, backlinks, and keywords for free. And no, it's not one of those 14-day free trial offers. It's a powerful site audit tool that will keep working for you for free. So check out Ahrefs Webmaster Tools at ahrefs.com slash A-W-T. That's A-H-R-E-F-S dot com slash A-W-T. Yesterday, Nick and I talked about chat engine optimization. Today, we're going to continue our conversation by discussing unlocking revenue with chatbots. Okay, here's my conversation with Nick Martin, the co-founder of Direct. Nick, welcome back to the Voice of Search podcast. It's great to be back. Thanks again for having me. Yeah, Nick, this is a, an exciting two topics for us. They're not topics that we dive into all the time. Yesterday, though, we really went into the depths of how chatbots are not only evolving the search landscape, but even more importantly, how our listeners, how content marketers, SEOs, even paid marketers can leverage chatbots natively within their core experiences with partner teams to really elevate the way they do search marketing. And I think it's fascinating how we're not only looking at this technology 
as a utility to improve the way we reach consumers. But even more importantly, we're looking at this as a resource for us as marketers, not as a replacement or replacement principle to our roles and our jobs, which unfortunately has been a big part of the way these uh, products have been sold to us. But for today, we're talking about revenue and chatbots and how these two can really play a big role. And in yesterday's episode, I asked you a question about revenue because I found that to be really intriguing. And so before we, we dive heavy into the revenue components of this, tell us a little bit about how Direct looks at the chatbot world and how you support your clients in leveraging this technology. So we look at the chatbot world as the next interface and the next way people consume content, engage with brands, engage with all types of information online. And so the best analogy there is we think of like chatbots are to AI what the mobile app was to the smartphone or what the browser is to the web, right? Like AI is this new platform that's underpinning almost everything that's happening on the internet today and going forward. And chatbots are the native interface for engaging with those experiences. And so... Within that, it means that all of the monetization of yesterday will have to adapt to be relevant in that context because if the consumer moves, then you have to follow with the commercialization, right? And so we think that's a natural evolution that's happening and will happen. For our business, which happens to be focused on content publishers, right? So we power chatbots for the world's leading media brands, helping them grow their audience, helping them engage their users on their site and ultimately grow their revenue. For those companies, they primarily make their money with advertising. And so Direct is really focused on what we call in-chat advertising. That's akin to in-app advertising for a chatbot. So as you're having a conversation about your favorite sports team, you might see an ad for Nike or an offer for tickets or a promotion from DraftKings. In addition to that, publishers make money in a couple different ways. They have a subscription business, which a chatbot will be able to help recommend a user to subscribe based on their interest, their level of engagement, who they are, what the publisher knows about them. And then there's also opportunities around commerce, which I think kind of blends into what's available to every brand, which is, can a chatbot recommend a product that's more relevant and more personalized to a user because you get deeper insight when you have a back and forth conversation. And so if I know that you're really into a specific sports team, but you're only into it because your son likes the favorite player, well, I might recommend a father-son jersey kit of two instead of just trying to sell you a men's jersey. And those are the types of things that come out when you're actually having a conversation. And so in a nutshell, that's kind of how we think about it broadly. And then commercially, we think there's incredible opportunities, whether you're driving advertising revenue as a content company or driving commerce or subscription as a brand. And in terms of like you and your fellow co-founders building up this business, what's maybe one of the examples or case studies that you're most proud of that our listeners might be able to relate with? I'll give you two examples. The first is recent. So we have a great publisher, Hollywood.com, which is a, a leading site for entertainment celebrity content around television and movies, things of that nature. And they created an AI chatbot on our platform. They put it on their website. And, and since doing that in just uh, only a couple of months, they found that the chatters, the people engaging with the bot, which is a significant percentage of that audience, are doubling the amount of time they spend on their site, doubling the amount of content they consume, which drives that same uplift in the advertising, right? If I go to, to four pages, not two, I see four times the ads, not two times, right? And so that's something we're super proud of. We're excited this year to scale that out across all of the publishers we work with and more. And then... I'll give a shout out to a partner we work with called Iconic AI, which is an incredible company that developed a chatbot called Kuki. And this commercial 
success is not something tied directly to us, but we work with Kuki and they're a great team. And it's interesting. I think your audience might see something here. So H&M, and this case study was published by Meta. You can go find it. Integrated Kuki, a virtual companion. So picture a avatar character that's enticing and engaging and, and fun to talk to. They actually took the visual identification of Kuki and pulled her into their ad campaigns that they ran across the meta platforms. And they saw tremendous uplift in things like recall as a way of taking a chatbot that wasn't part of their brand. It wasn't the H&M chatbot. It was Kuki as almost the influencer for H&M. And that's something that we see the sort of virtual influencer being another trend largely driven by the advancements in AI, where now there's these opportunities for brands to create maybe their own version of a mascot or a brand persona that is similar to an influencer in many ways that it can build a following and engage with users, but also can be you know, directly tied to the brand's objectives or outcomes and support their existing marketing executions. So those are two examples I'd give you. There's a million things, obviously, we could talk about. There's tons of different ways to drive revenue from a conversational experience, uh, but hopefully those two are somewhat useful to the audience. Well, no doubt. I mean, the evolution from Microsoft Clippy to AI Clippy is, <laughs> is a really important one. You know, Clippy was just too early to the market for all of us. <laughs> I've seen some good reboots of, of Clippy, of Smarter Child. <laughs> There's been some good content on Twitter these days, uh, people rebooting the original chatbots. No doubt. No doubt. So as it goes into this revenue world, right, like how we can leverage this conversational experience for revenue, how do you think about the conversion opportunities for different types of businesses, right? So you mentioned media and kind of that retention of the user to see more pages, which means more, you know, ad serve, which means more revenue, right? Then there's the e-commerce examples that, that you've also shared. What about for the listeners that are really interested in that kind of lead-based experience where they're trying to generate, you know, a software sale or they're trying to get, you know, a new subscriber to their content or their services. How can chatbots and the chat world help that ecosystem? I think in the B2B world, this has become somewhat established even before the most recent breakthroughs in AI. And part of that is because you don't need generative AI to, at a high level, understand what as a B2B company you're potential customers they're looking for. And, and there's kind of like a relatively sort of set parameters of kind of what they might be looking for and how to help them. And so I think of companies like Drift that had tremendous success making chatbots something that every SaaS company use when you go to their website to try to help you, you know, find the products, obviously to convert you. And you can find case studies for years now on how successful that has been. I wouldn't say I have firsthand experience. I wouldn't advocate for it. But that seems like something that's been obvious in the B2B world. I think data suggests that, you know, over 50% of people that have tried chatbots say that they have a significant conversion rate increase on their site. I think the number is about 20% increase. On the consumer front, I think that's what's really interesting now because of generative AI and the ability to have a much more personalized relationship with a consumer, which is just fundamentally a very different thing. A brand to consumer relationship is not the same thing as a B2B thing, right? You never... As a consumer company, you don't take your top 10 consumer customers out to a fancy dinner and buy a bottle of wine to try to convert them, <laughs> right? They're, they're, they're different. But I wouldn't mind if Nike did that. I'd be okay. I wouldn't <laughs> either. I'd be thrilled. With that being said, I think the ability for an e-commerce brand, as an example, to create an experience that feels and is incredibly hyper-personalized to the end user, that helps the brand understand who that user is more, and helps the user get a better product recommendation, a better experience than they would otherwise. An example I think of is in makeup, 
So you can imagine if I were to go buy makeup online today, and admittedly, I don't buy makeup. And so this is speaking with a fair bit of ignorance. I would be looking for the products, navigating through a menu of options, just like every other website tends to work for e-commerce. What I think would be really compelling is if I could actually send in a picture of my face, a full body picture and say, hey, give me some recommendations. And they could say based on the my jawline, my contour, my skin color, that these shades would look really well. And actually the chatbot might say, if you're okay with it, if you give us permission, we'll show you a picture of yourself with this makeup on to give you an idea of what it could look like, right? That's a really cool experience that I think has relatively horizontal applications in commerce. You can imagine that in fashion as a simpler example, right? Hey, so me personally, I'm five foot eight. I would like to look like I'm not five foot eight. Can you recommend some outfits that are gonna make me look a little taller than I am? And that's a thing, right? You used to need a fashion designer. You used to need an expensive consultant to help you understand how to do that. Now, any fashion brand under the sun can build their own AI chatbot and deliver that experience to consumers at scale. So I think that's really compelling. Time for a one minute break to hear from our sponsor, Previsible. So you're looking for SEO help and you got a couple of options. You could start replying to spam from agencies that claim they can get you to rank number one on Google. You can pay an hourly rate for a consultant who will inevitably nickel and dime you with hourly charges. Or you can work with a cookie cutter agency to quickly launch a strategy-less project with low success rate. None of those sound very good, now do they? Well, that's where Previsible's integrated consulting model comes in. Previsible draws from a collective 40 years of SEO and digital marketing experience to unlock your organic growth opportunities. They build custom solutions that combine strategy, technical expertise, content, and reporting to effectively operationalize SEO for your business. Previsible's four-stage approach ensures that your SEO programs thrive by starting off with a strategy-first approach. Then they support you in your efforts to create quality content, help you identify technical issues, and most importantly, they'll work with your cross-functional teams to integrate your SEO strategies to make sure that your SEO budget actually drives results, not just your agency's bottom line. So join brands like Yelp, eBay, Canva, Atlassian, Square, all who rely on the SEO consultants at Previsible. For more information, go to previsible.io. That's previsible, P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E dot I-O. I mean, if it's worth anything, Nick, I think you're six too. So I just, I just I appreciate you know, it. So. I, that's, good, that's good with this format. <laughs> I'll take that. You know, on that point about fashion, you know, some of my, my really good friends that, that I've known for a long time, they've been playing around with, with AI for a minute now. And they developed this application called Hair by AI, which literally takes 10 photos of yourself and then can give you different hairstyles before you go to the salon or the barber to get your hair cut. And so it's a it's a really unique application of how to leverage AI. And it's a complicated one, right? Fashion and personal appearance is one that's, I think, one of the most complicated and intimate versions of the use of AI. And if it can solve for that, boy, it would be really interesting what else it can, it can do for this world. One of the interesting components as we think about chatbots and chat technology and and how it generates revenue that is really challenging for me. And and the reason I asked the B2B question is that, you know, in many B2B applications, it's a very proactive approach, right? It's that little chatbot pinging on on the website saying, hey, are you interested in our product? Or, hey, how can I help you navigate our website? Or it's very intrusive. It's very proactive, right? 
And I'm kind of curious to get your perspective in how brands need to be thinking about the proactive approach to using chatbots versus the passive approach to using chatbots. And is there really a huge difference in this and and how should we be thinking about that for our brands? I think of it as an and, not an or. I I think certainly it's easy to acknowledge that every time you go to a, a SaaS company's website, the thing pops up. Maybe that's not the ideal experience. I don't think you're losing customers because of it. It's also like industry standard, right? So like everyone's doing it. And I think, you know, we see in our data being proactive helps. It increases engagement. It's an important part of the design of these products. And so I think it's good to be proactive. I think you also want to have the ability for the passive experience or the user-initiated experience, whether that's them finding the chatbot on the site, whether it's your search engine actually leading them into a chat experience to improve that for the end user. And that is one of the things that I mentioned B2B, they've been able to do a really interesting job with customer service and kind of like sales conversion without great generative AI capabilities, because it's largely a decision tree rules-based kind of if this, then that scenario. What is relatively new is the ability to let the user ask any question they have. And by indexing all of your company data and all of your documentation and all of your best practices, having this sort of onboarding assistant that's sort of 24-7, 365 available for them so they can ask much more nuanced questions about how they intend to use the product. And you can imagine that trickling down to even like to in an operational sense, the customers that aren't a good fit, weeding themselves out more proactively and not wasting your money on sales teams calls with people that could never buy the product because they were able to ask the question on your site that says, I'm a company with 15 people. I need this tool to work with Instagram and Facebook, but I need the reports integrated with QuickBooks. And that customer in the past wasn't going to go find your list of all your integrations. Maybe it's not even published. They were going to book a call and get on the phone and ask, and your sales guy is going to be like, what a waste of my time. So there's like a whole host of the ways these things I think can provide benefits. And it's important to be proactive and it's important to be passive. I think there's this middle ground, which is like permission-based proactivity, which is I'm a customer now and I actually opt in. No different than email newsletters, right? But in a much more engaging and relevant way, I opt in for your chatbot to send me a text and say, hey, text me best practice or recommendations specific to my account data once a month, once a week. So don't just send me the newsletter everybody gets or the best practices for everybody. Look at my data and send me a recommendation or something to look into via text. Now I have a recurring relationship with that customer. It's automated, it's efficient, it's useful for them. And because it's the same chatbot, they can respond to me and follow up and have a conversation about that recommendation, make sure they understand it, give feedback, hey, that actually doesn't make sense because we're trying to do this. And on the fly, it can update the recommendation because of that context. So the longer the conversations go on, the more context you have, the more relevant, the more informed your recommendations, your responses, your messaging can be. And so whatever you can do in a way that's user-friendly to increase the amount of conversation you're having, I think the better position you'll be to deliver a delightful customer experience. Because at the end of the day, those insights are what inform the personalization that people want, but they don't want to go through a form and click 92 boxes to tell you who they are. Right, exactly. So, you know, as this world of AI and chatbots continues to emerge and and, and kind of scale, what kind of trends do you see or expect? And specifically, what trends should we be mindful of? And I want to go broader on this question than, than our core audience, who's obviously content marketers and SEOs and typically technical folks, but more as like, what kind of trends are going to be emerging as all of us become consumers of this technology? I think if you really 
consider the long term, it is increasingly becoming likely that the front door to the internet is through chatbots. And we talked about this a little earlier, but the way people discover brands very well might be through a chatbot they text with. You can imagine the resurgence of voice, which never really got to where it needed to be because if you get an Alexa as great of a product as it is, music, weather, some basic stuff, it's kind of where it meets ends meet. You think about where that's going, the update to Siri that's coming, the update to Assistant. Like We're going to get to a place where these conversational agents are immediate interface access point starting point with the internet itself. And as the technology advances, the evolution from a chatbot to an agent, where a chatbot is, let's say what we have today, ChatGPT, the bots we power for brands, an agent is a chatbot that can actually take action for you. So I can ask the bot, book me a couple's vacation to Italy. I want to stay near the water. I need to be under this price point. I'd like to be within walking distance of four restaurants that are four stars or higher. We have a dairy restriction. So factor that in. It's got to be for four days. I want to fly uh, premium economy. I don't want my flight after 7 p.m. And this single, single bot can go do all of that for you. That is incredible to think about as a consumer, how efficient and useful that would be, this amazing personal assistant in your pocket. But it is completely disruptive to the marketplaces, the companies that drive those commerce activities today. The leverage the leverage moves to the companies with the audience and the end user relationship. It's one of the reasons we're passionate about the content creators. Like they have the audience and we think the way the world is going, they're going to be able to pull commerce into their business in a way that was never there before because they own the conversation. I think that's true for big tech. I think it's true for search engines and for brands. I think it's really important you establish direct relationships with your audiences today so that you don't forfeit that opportunity in the future. That's a great place for us to wrap up this episode of the voice of search podcast. A big thank you to Nick Martin, the co-founder of Direct, for joining us. If you'd like to get in touch with Nick, you can find a link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes or visit his company website, direct.ai, D-I-R-E-Q-T dot A-I. Okay, thanks to Jordan Cooney, the founder of Previsible. If you'd like to get in touch with Jordan, you can find a link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You can contact him on Twitter. His handle is JT Cooney, that's J-T-K-O-E-N-E. Or you can visit his company's website, which is previsible.io. That's P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E.io. And a special thanks to Previsible for sponsoring this podcast. If you're looking for support with all of your SEO needs, Previsible's integrated consulting model is there for you. They draw on a collective 40 years of SEO and digital marketing experience to help you unlock your organic search and growth opportunities. So join brands like Yelp, eBay, Canva, Atlassian, and Square, all who rely on SEO consultants at Previsible. For more information, go to previsible.io. That's P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E dot I-O. And a special thanks to Ahrefs for sponsoring this podcast. Monitoring your website used to require multiple expensive tools, but that's not the case anymore thanks to Ahrefs because they just launched their Ahrefs Webmaster Tools product, which monitors your SEO health, helps you keep track of your backlinks, and gives you the insight into what keywords are performing for free. So check out Ahrefs Webmaster Tools at ahrefs.com A-W-T. That's Ahrefs, A-H-R-E-F-S dot com slash A-W-T. 
Just one more link in our show notes I'd like to tell you about. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while you were listening to this podcast, head over to VoicesOfSearch.com, where we have summaries of all of our episodes and contact information for our guests. You can also subscribe to our weekly newsletter, and you can even send us your topic suggestions or your marketing questions, which we'll answer live on our show. Of course, you can always reach out on social media. Our handle is Voices of Search on LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, or you can contact me directly. My handle is Ben J. Shap, B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P. And if you haven't subscribed yet and you want a daily stream of SEO and content marketing insights in your podcast feed, we're going to publish an episode every day during the work week. So hit that subscribe button in your podcast app and we'll be back in your feed tomorrow morning. All right, that's it for today. But until next time, remember, the answers are always in the data.